Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're going to talk about the latest Hawks game versus the Avalanche. It was a great game. Uh, it could have turned out much, much worse, but it was a really good game. And we got some NHL news for you. So to start up, the Hawks, the Hawks had a... Uh, what would be considered as not a very desirable first period, but it wasn't really that bad. The um, Avs were up 2 nothing. end of the first period. We go into the second period, and the Hawks had some life to them. They scored a goal. They scored a really dirty goal by Taser, and then uh, they were they were really, really sticking it to the, the Avs. The Avs wanted to make it physical. Hawks made it physical. They wanted to turn it into a speed game. Hawks were keeping up with them uh, with the speed game. It was really, really good. Something that I really, really liked was the the team uh, the team was playing great as a unit. Defense was playing good defense. Offense was playing good offense. Uh, you know, uh, creating opportunities on the Avs. Shots on goal. Good shots on goal. And uh, one of the biggest things that I liked was that they were clogging passing lanes. The Avs were trying to get things going, trying to uh, you know do a, getting a little too fancy, and it, it would turn out to bite them. You know, later because they were not stringing together the offense that they wanted to. McKinnon tried to take over the game a few times and he got denied and then led into the third period. And we got two two goals, I think, within 40 seconds from Debrinkit. Two great goals. Hawks were up three to two. And then came uh, then came the abs. They put on a barrage through everything but the kitchen sink at the Hawks and they tied it up. Goes into overtime. And then came the Kale McCarr show. Um, you know, the Avs are very dangerous. They're even more dangerous in overtime because of the speed that they have and the players that they have as well. Uh, Makar, with no fault to Kirby Doc, completely turned him into a pretzel uh, and, and actually turned Flurry into a pretzel too and had a beauty of a backhanded goal with uh, with no room for error. Uh, you know, Matt, I'm sure you saw that, man. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, dude, I don't think anybody could have done anything to stop that guy from scoring at the, at that time. What do you think? No way. That was just a that was just a great play. You gotta just tip your cap to him. He uh, made that nice cut. I think the backhand shot was more impressive than that cut, though. Yeah. To, honestly, honestly, the move going, it it almost seemed like he was gonna drive to the front of the net, and Flurry bit bad, and that backhand was just that was elite, man. That was a that was an elite shot. It went straight up. Yep. There was nothing he could have done about it. Even if he was standing yeah. up, it, it like went to the corner. It was it was incredible. Yeah, social media has been hilarious. Uh, Kirby Doc's lazy. Kirby Doc. Even our our own Hawks fans are. Oh, what is Kirby thinking there? No, that's that's just a good play. No, and it's he, just guess elite. what, guys? He's not gonna do that three or um, five on five. That's not gonna ever happen. No, he he took advantage of the open ice, and you know he had uh, Kirby Doc chasing him, and. It was just a good play, and you know it, that's just sometimes how it goes. You tip your cap, like, "Wow, that skill just beat me." He's an elite defenseman, but as for the Avs fans talking smack about, "Oh, we just he single handedly destroyed the the Hawks defense." It's like, come on, dude. No. Do you remember when Tave skated through your whole team in two thousand nine? I do. <laughs> that was a great moment. How about how about how the Blackhawks skated through their whole team for pretty much a decade? <laughs> well, well, dude, honestly, I'm. Not that impressed as I, you know, as everyone's hyped them out to be. Like, I think Kemper is not doing that well this year. I don't think he's that great of a goalie. I think that was their best option, letting, you know, they had to let Grubauer walk. 
because of they, you know, they gave the money to Landeskog, but I think that's going to hurt them in the playoffs, man. And I think McKinnon's going to have another meltdown after yeah. the first round if they say they run into the Blues or, you know, even at Minnesota or, or Nashville. I think those top three teams can take the avalanche in a playoff series. I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I think that the uh, I think that the Preds have a defense that can definitely shut down the, the Avs. I think that the Minnesota has an offense that could uh, that can go toe to toe, putting up four goals a game with them, and the yeah. Blues just have a rough and tumble scoring defensive system that uh, that they just won't be able to keep up with. It, it'll yeah. it'll be too much, uh, and then and then at some point, Landeskog will, will come out and start boarding people and probably hacking people in the back of their knees, you know, and you know the usual thing that he does when they you know when they start losing, uh, you know it's funny man. This guy he likes to pick on on, on Kirby Doc for some reason, <laughs> you know yeah. he he won't do that to Debrinket because Debrinket will probably bite his freaking ankles off. You know? he's a tough little guy. Yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> and uh, we, we're going to need to send. Uh, we're going to need to send um, Kirby Doc to some to some MMA training in the off season because I don't see it stopping from from Landeskog. So to to put it shortly, the Blackhawks have shown that they can play with the better teams in the league. The problem is is that they need to string these efforts together night in and night out, and. Because there's a lot to, to, a lot of positives to take from here. You know, the Avs are a very good team, and the Blackhawks stayed with them the whole way. Minus if they would have had a better first period, you know, the, the outcome of the game probably could have been different. But they didn't. They played a solid, I would probably say, two and a half periods, and, um, and it, it ended up biting them in the end that they couldn't play three solid periods. Uh, I liked I liked what I saw from 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 everyone on the squad, man. You know, I I thought that, you know, this could have been a f- another five to one blowout, you know, and it wasn't. So, um, the Abs, I don't think they are trumped up who who everyone thinks that they are. I don't think that they could they can handle um, the other top teams from from the Central. To be honest with you, I think St. Louis would honestly sweep them. The way yeah, that I think they playing. would. St. Louis is just I know they lost last night to Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh's on fire too. I think they've won nine in a row now. Yeah. But St. Louis, I watched that whole game. They are a very good team, and and they've got some new pieces that are, you know, even better. And they look like they're back in you know Stanley Cup contender form. Yeah, I'd even put uh, I'd even put Panther. I mean the Preds in in five. Yeah, I, I, when you got a good goalie like Saros who could single handedly win a game for you, and then you got that like suffocating defense that just. Yeah will not let you in, I, That that's another huge thing. And I, I think if the, say, if they did face the Avs, you know, they just have to make, if Forsberg's having a great year yes. for for the Preds. If they can get through Kemper, who's, you know, not really that tested in the playoffs. I, he's been in Phoenix for a while, and, you know, they haven't been that great. Uh, he's not really playoff battle tested. So that's something that maybe we'll see Colorado at the deadline Maybe they'll pursue a goalie. I mean, there's a lot of teams, you know, trying to find that starting goalie though, or at one or one B to help solidify the uh, the position. Right. So going forward, how do you see how do you see the Hawks, man? You know, I think that you know we had two bad games. 
you know, probably some some rust because they haven't played in what three weeks. Yeah, uh, it was a long long Christmas season for them, and uh, but we had, we got two bad games. You know, we could we could essentially blame it on you know playing with two AHL goaltenders, which is not their fault. You know, the the talent level between the AHL. As a matter of fact, you could probably put a, a league in between the AHL and the NHL because the skill level is just that much different between the two. Yeah, it's a big jump. It's a huge jump. And uh, so we were playing with two AHL goalies, and it uh, looks like we're, we're getting back on track. You know, yeah, sure, we lost to the Avs in overtime, but the positive is we didn't get blown out of the water, and we took the Avs into overtime. And Kale McCarr scored a goal that... You know, maybe five other guys could probably score. So, yep. um, moving on, we'll do a little uh, little NHL news. Tuka Rask is looking to come back with the Bruins, possibly one to two games until he comes back. What do you think about that, Matt? Well, I think it's cool because he's uh, you know he's been like their main net guy for the last decade. Thing is, I'm hearing. Teams are now interested in one of those, the two other goalies. I think, I believe Swayman and uh, uh, Allmark or something, his name is. He's from Buffalo. But here's my thing say, okay, you sign Rask, you get him back, and he finishes out the year. What about next year? Like, is he going right. to pull the same thing again? So I, I'm hearing, I, I think it would be a good idea to carry three goalies and maybe send Swayman down if that's the case. Or keep Rask on the taxi squad. I don't know, but I know Edmonton's already. Hey, let's let's see if we can get our uh, we can get a, a good goalie. <laughs> but I've been hearing that all day on NHL radio, and I'm thinking like, well, wait a minute. Rask is up there in age. He's not gonna like play for the next four years. They got to they got to think about the future sooner or later. But I, I mean, it's good for him. I know the Bruins. I don't think that's the Bruins' problem. The goaltending. I think they, you know, they got like one really good line and, you know, they got some other decent depth players, but, uh, you know, they're fighting for a playoff spot right now. So they're, maybe they're going to hope Rask can carry him in and steal some games, some goalie wins. So time will tell. In all honesty, Matt, in the, in the example of Edmonton, don't you think that finding their goalie should have happened in the summertime? Yes. Yes. I think that. I well, two years ago, I heard that Ken Holland went for uh, Jacob Markstrom, who ended up going to their rival, the Flames, as we know. Uh, and he's been striking out. I, I don't know what the deal is with Mike Smith. He's getting hurt every three games. It seems like he's older, and you know it's going to happen with age. And Koskinen is just not good. And I I don't know if you've seen all the drama going on with him and his head coach, uh, Dave Tippett, has been. You know, he said, hey, I need a better effort for my goal, my goalie here. And Koskinen came back and said, well, I don't like being thrown under the bus by my coach. And in the end, you look at the goals against, you got two of the best players in the world scoring tons of goals. And you're still giving up a lot of goals. That's It's on the goaltending. The goaltending has to be better. So, yeah, I think that uh, Kenny Holland, you know, instead of going for Duncan Keith, I mean, I'm happy we... I mean, I'm happy we got rid of Keith's contract. I love Duncan Keith, but I mean, that was an absolute steal for the Hawks to get that five million freed up. But they pursued Zach Hyman and they got Duncan Keith. That's a lot of money right there. They could have invested in a goalie. So, I mean, now they're they've dropped, man. I I think they lost seven in a row. They're in, I think they're four games over five hundred. That's not that great for, you know, you got two of the best players in the world on the team and you're you're 
you know, barely 500. Right. So I, I think now's the time not to yell at, blame the coach, because it's not the coach. It's it's definitely a goaltending issue. And I think that if they don't do something in the next couple weeks, they can be out of the playoff spot. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard battle because there's some, you know, good teams uh, in the Pacific, which we thought was going to be pretty weak. Right. And, and look at... uh. Vancouver's playing well. Bruce is, I, I believe, he's seven zero and one since being the head coach there. And you got L.A. in the in the wings. You know they're they're still hanging on. So I mean they better they better do something, man. Kucherov is expected back tonight for the Lightning. I was oh I was honestly expecting an, an, uh, some more <laughs> cap uh, <laughs> yeah. voodoo, but he's coming okay. back tonight. Do you think that he's going to have a an uh, immediate impact? Yeah, he's that type of player. He'll, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll get multiple points tonight. That's just the type of guy he is. He's just, he sees the ice different. He's just an elite playmaker. He, man, I wish he was on our team. That's that's how much I like the guy. Man, Jaden Schwartz is expected to miss four to six weeks for the Kraken because of a hand injury. He's been, uh, I think he's got, let me see here. I think he's got 20 points for them. Six goals, 14 assists. So he's contributing there. And uh, he's second on the Kraken behind uh, Jordan Eberle. Eberle's got 22 points. I never, ever thought that I'd, I'd be hearing about Jordan Eberle being the top scoring player on a team. Yeah, you're thinking like, uh, you know, the Islanders got rid let him go, obviously, to the expansion draft. They also got rid of Nick Letty. And it's like, hey, man, those are two key players for him. And look, they're, you know, they're sitting last right now. So it makes you think like maybe they made the, obviously, they made the wrong choices. I th- it looks like Dougie Hamilton's out. I think he needs to have. Uh, he's having jaw issues. Yeah, I, th- I heard he broke his jaw too in one of the games. Uh, I, I mean, I don't really see the Devils going anywhere. So I mean, let the guy heal up 100 percent before you bring him back. Yeah, I'd let him heal up too. You know, Jeremy Roenick was. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think titanium. he played the very yeah. next game. <laughs> yeah, and and played. He said, I think he said he was. Eating a steak through a straw. That was such <laughs> a great story, man. He that hit was just vicious. That would be like a a thirty game suspension today, don't yeah. you think? Do you do you know he broke his hand in that same play? Did he really? So after or no before the hit, he took a slash from a guy and broke it. I th- maybe broke his hand or thumb. I forget what it was, but I mean, pretty almost the same thing. You can't really use your hand if your thumb's broke. But he said. Someone slashed him hard, you know, and then Hatcher, obviously, that runaway train just, you know, tried to put him through the boards, literally. Yeah. And broke his jaw, and I think it was a five-on-three penalty they got, and Roenick didn't leave. He's like, no, I want to score. I want to score and just, you know, stick my middle finger up to this crowd because I'm so mad that my jaw's hanging on just because of my skin, you know? So... I think I heard that on his uh, his podcast, which is really good. I really enjoyed it. Well, cool, man. Do you have any other NHL news that you want to talk about? Well, I got some Hawk news. Uh, kind of. Well, Rockford Ice Hawk. Obviously, we knew uh, uh, Nylander was dealt to the Penguins. I forgot oh, yeah. who. I, forgot I believe it up. was uh, Lafferty. Yeah, some Lafferty. And uh, you know, I'm 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 happy they got rid of Nylander. I've never been a fan of Nylander. I I've always I always comment on Twitter about how, what I think about him. I I've, have seen multiple games with him, uh, with the Ice Hogs. And from what I see, everyone looks at just the numbers. Like, oh yeah, he puts up decent numbers. Well, yeah, he. 
I, I feel like he doesn't move his feet. He's He coasts a lot. And me and my father-in-law were watching him closely one game. And he would never go near the boards for a puck battle. Unless it was him by himself to get it. You know, and that's... Yeah. You, you can't have guys like that. That's just selfish. Go in there. Try to make a play, dude. Take a hit. Make a play. And he wouldn't... He wanted nothing to do with those boards. And he was just like a north and south type of player. That's it. And... Maybe it'll work out for him in Pittsburgh, but I honestly don't. I don't. I don't see him doing anything in the AHL or the NHL. I think he will be an AHL career player. Maybe he'll get a, an opportunity, but you know, Pittsburgh fans will see that he he's a pretty lazy guy. He uh, he's not gonna do much for you. So hopefully, this Lafferty guy. I, I know. I, I think he's a third line, fourth line type of player. Which I think we have too many of those, but I mean, right. I guess that's the best I can get for him. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't just a bag of pucks. To be honest with you, I would have took the bag of pucks. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, at least you can use them. <laughs> and uh, Nicholas Bowden has been moved to the taxi squad, which I don't. Tip- I don't. I don't agree with. I think that he should be playing every single uh, every night that he has an opportunity uh, in in Rockford. So we'll see where that goes. Um, the Blackhawks are playing the Coyotes tonight. This is being recorded on Thursday. So, uh, obviously, we're not going to be covering that game until next week. Battle of the bad. <laughs> you know, maybe they need a game like this, man. You know, just to kind of like boost the confidence lose, a bit. If you lose a game like this, then you're in freaking trouble. I think yeah. Derek King was in big trouble if he we lose a game. They're 6-22. and 22, You know, yeah. they got... I th- I know they're not a big goal-scoring team. I think they have 64 goals only this season, and they okay. have 120 goals against. Wow. So there's nothing going good there. Okay. Okay, so yeah. So, uh, But hey, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking us out. We really, really appreciate it. Our next podcast is going to be released on Monday, and uh, and we'll see you then. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.